0: Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we attack our most pervasive fears with truth, because life is too short for any of us to live enslaved. We are passionate about helping God's children live in freedom. We would love to chat with you online or on social media. Visit our show notes to learn how to connect with us. I'm Jennifer Sodery. And I'm Jody Bailey. And we've discovered to follow God, we will need to leave our comfort zones. He often calls us to unfamiliar places to embrace risk and in this to become completely dependent on him so that we can discover him and experience his grace and power on a deeper level. In those places of uncertainty, our faith is both revealed and grown. And that is where we discover Yeshua, our rescuer, is always faithful and we always, always have victory in him.
2: And, you know, I learned this the hard way right after I first got married because I had grown up in the same area, the same general vicinity, the same friends, the same school. My family was all there. And uh, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know, I suffered with fear very strongly. And so one of the things that God did um, about six months after I got married is he picked me up out of North Carolina and plopped me in Michigan, <laughs> um, where I didn't know anybody. I, I mean, I knew my husband uh, and his family lived there. So that was a real blessing. But I was completely in a new place. It was a new, back then, the internet was not a big thing. You couldn't Zoom, you couldn't Skype, you couldn't get you the phone. And So it was like being put on a different planet. It was because the customs were different and things were different and I was different. And one of the reasons I think he did that is because he needed me number one to kind of leave behind my childhood and become a wife to my husband rather than still trying to put it all together with my family. Uh, And number two was to get to know him because I had grown up, you know, I, I leaned more on my family than him. And so when I was there in this place where I had really nobody that I knew very well, I had to lean on God. And that is where he took me and he began to show me um, the the places in my faith where it needed to be stronger, the places where I had kind of skated by on my parents, on my dad's faith, and on my grandmother's faith, and my aunt's faith. And he began to show me how to build my faith. And it was also the place where um, I grew up in a church where we were very, uh, very much the father and the son. We didn't really talk about the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit did. And it was in the school I taught in there that I began to learn that there is a third person in the Trinity. And all of these are things that would not have happened had God not pulled me out of my comfort zone. And so I think we get very married to our comfort zones and we start to think that, hey, comfort is where I'm supposed to be. Comfort is the blessing from God. But the truth is that the blessing from God is on the other side of our comfort zone. That is so, so good. Whenever I
1: think about entering new spheres, whether it's spheres of influence or responsibility, maybe moving geographically out of the comfort zone, like you talked About I am reminded of when God was first building his people into a nation. So he had rescued them from 400 years of slavery. And he was initially, he was leading them to the land that he had long promised them, land that he had already given them. But initially they refused to enter out of fear. And as a result, they were forced to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. But then God called Joshua, who was something of a foreshadowing of Christ, who would lead mankind out of spiritual slavery and into salvation. Well, Joshua was to to lead God's people to finally take possession of what they had already been given. And he told Joshua once through his predecessor, and then three times directly to be strong and courageous, promising to go with him and to conquer the land for him and his people. He said in Joshua 1, 9, one of my favorite verses, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go.
2: And what's interesting is some of those exact words are words that God said to Joseph when he came to him in Matthew and was telling him about jesus 's birth um, in matthew one eighteen through twenty three it says "This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do... Not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will give, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet: the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So, what's interesting here is that he's told to give Jesus the name Jesus, which is our English version, but it's also Yeshua which is a form of Joshua, uh, and it means Yahweh is salvation. And in the Hebrew, it means to rescue or to deliver. So as Jesus was coming to rescue or to deliver us, it kind of was a callback to the people who knew the Old Testament, where Joshua had helped to lead the people into the promised land and rescued as a rescuer or deliverer.
1: And I loved how you focused on what the angel said to Joseph about do not be afraid. And like I said earlier, God spoke that into Joshua into Joshua's heart four times in a very short period of of time. And here he is saying it again to Joseph, which reminds me that just like Joseph had to leave a place of familiarity, and had to kind of move forward into God's plan and God's promises. Joseph and Mary, they had to leave a lot to follow God as well. They had to leave their comfort zones in terms of like a traditionally accepted marriage and their, com- their social comfort zones, like experiencing potential rejection. And well, they could have been actually stoned as well. So there's that. And then shortly after they had to travel some 90 miles to Bethlehem, that wouldn't have been fun and that wouldn't have been comfortable. And then they fled to Egypt with their infant child when the king at that time was trying to kill all the babies in the land. And so in each of these steps, they had to courageously follow as God led them. They had to trust. They had to have faith really in God's better plan.
2: It's interesting that we equate being comfortable with being in our promised land, like I said earlier. But if you go back and you look, you brought up Joseph and Mary having to leave their comfort zone. And we've talked about the Israelites, you know, every time they got into trouble, they would look back at Egypt and say, hey, we were comfortable there. We had food, we had shelter, and here we are in the desert. And they forgot what bondage looked like. But even if you go back and you look in Genesis, God called Abraham. And Abraham, with Abraham, the promise to build Israel into a great nation, uh, God made that promise to Abraham, and it kind of started there. But at one point, God called Abraham, and he said, I want you to leave your family. I want you to leave your people, and I want you to go where I tell you to go. God didn't give him a specific destination. He kind of was like, I'll tell you when you get there. So Abraham obeyed and he went. And when he got there and he settled down, there was a famine and he had to pack up and move. And so you would think, well, you know, maybe maybe I didn't hear God. Maybe God wasn't right. But it's in those places, you know, that God is working in us and is doing something in us. Um, Sometimes we have to grow. I know for me. When, when I was, you know, in Michigan and it was a hard, the first couple of years there were hard. I battled depression. I was battling fear. I didn't know anybody. I was newly married and all these things that were happening, but ultimately they built my faith and they strengthened my marriage and they built me into this person that I am today that I don't think I would be without having gone through the discomfort of leaving behind everything I knew and everything I was comfortable with to go to a whole new place. And you know, when God calls
1: us to something, He always goes Before us to accomplish His will and so we can trust Him and we can remove we can move Forward or we can remain stuck In our fear or even run back To those unhealthy situations Or bad places and like you Said you know for the Israelites They were always thinking like I want to go back to Egypt and I think now for us Because God is calling us into new Places of freedom for you In your marriage And who you are as a woman and I'm sure There was just so much emotional and spiritual freedom Freedom that came with that. Well, Holy Love Ministries, we encounter a lot of women from really rough places and from who've experienced a lot of trauma. And moving into these new places that God calls them to can feel so terrifying because a lot of times the things that He's calling them to leave behind are those very things that allowed them to survive in their past environment. So there are certain behaviors, defensive behaviors, and coping mechanisms that maybe enable them to survive in in that place that they that is no longer serving them in their in this freedom walk that God is calling them to. So like, for example, a child with a mother who doesn't give what they need, they learn to manipulate to get their needs met. That That's not because they're bad kids. It's because they had needs. They had to figure out how to get met. Well, then as an adult, that doesn't work in healthy relationship. And so the adult may have to leave their comfort zone of manipulation or of control or defensiveness or shutting down all of these things that kind of allowed them to survive. And then they wonder like, okay, can I still survive without those things? Will I still have this relationship if I give up these old ways of interacting? And if I begin to walk in this this new freedom that God's calling me
2: to—will everything be okay? And you know, when we come, when we call back to that name of Jesus, that Yahweh is salvation is what Yeshua actually means. You know, sometimes we forget to lean on Him and we forget to find our identity in Him and and in our salvation through Him. And we because we call back to that that place, like you were saying, it can be hard to let go of those behaviors, but we've also kind of built our identity around those behaviors and those places uh, our Egypt's. So to speak. Our places where we were in bondage, they, they shaped us and we kind of identified with that. And so when we're called out of it, it can be really terrifying in some ways to step out as this new person trusting in this new thing. Because um, what if it's safe with God, but sometimes we get a little bit afraid because of our past that it might not stay safe. And so we're a little afraid to trust. We're a little afraid to let go of the security blanket of who we used to be.
1: You know, I really like what you said too, and I'm kind of envisioning just listening to you talk. And so your move. And I'm sure there was so much like if we were to unpack that further, you had this lifetime of, of reliance, right? Like when something went bad, you probably knew everybody you could turn to. Right. And then when you were moved, You had your husband, which I think that sometimes, you know, that leave and cleave, as scripture calls it, where you leave your parents and then you cleave or you cling to or or develop a a strong union with your spouse. So I'm sure there was part of that going on, which can be terrifying as well. (laughs) Like, is this person going to be faithful enough to, to really rely on? But then, like you said, learning to rely on God. And I think a big part of what really fascinates me about the Israelites journey, in fact, I was just really contemplating on this today, the 40 years in between, because when I read through, when God first called the people, his people to enter the promised land and their response to Moses, and then I read the second account when they they finally entered, they were dramatically different people. And I think it's because they had 40 years to get to know who this God was 40 years of being out of their comfort zone of being in a place of needing rescue of needing water of needing protection of needing food and and learning that that God their savior who we know as Yeshua right was the one that they could rely on not the food in Egypt not the floodwaters of the Nile not the crops that grew before them that they could see but the god who was over all of that and and who was calling them to trust in him because it's when we trust in him above our circumstances that we really find the freedom
2: and i think we can get wrapped up in thinking our promised land is a place but it can also be a state of mind with him a relationship with him and so we can kind of i think sometimes he pulls us out of what we're familiar with or comfortable with and He's all we have left. He's all we have to follow. And you know, you can, you can kind of think of it this way too. When we abide in him, when we live in, in Christ, when we let him be our deliverer and our savior, and in essence, the, our Joshua, uh, as, as the name is, um, he would have, when he took them into Canaan, he was going to bring them rest. And he was going to bring them, ultimately, once they got through the fight, he was going to bring them peace. And if we look at the same thing with God, he will bring us peace and he will bring us rest.
1: We could probably just spend so much time unpacking this. We encourage you to read all the passages that we discussed. And like we've been doing with our other episodes, we'd love to lead you in a prayer, encouraging you just right now to pray this name for God and really focus on him as your deliverer and your savior. Yeshua, thank you that you are our deliverer. Thank you that you lead us day by day into those places of abundance, of freedom, of rest. Lord, knowing that you go before us and you secure the victory for us. And we know that one day you're going to bring us safe and secure into those heavenly places that you've created for us. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. We hope today's episode encouraged you, gave you some things to think about. If you haven't already done so, make sure to subscribe and then you won't miss a single episode. And make sure to share it with your friends as well. Rate it, that encourages us, and then it helps others to find it. Until next time, may you live as one who has truly been set
0: free. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Faith Over Fear, a production of Life Audio, and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. To learn more about Jennifer Slattery or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, Loud.com, or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts like this, just head over to LifeAudio.com. No matter what you're
1: going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.